The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of the Pokemon Snapshot. Hi Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm absolutely fantastic. That's wonderful to hear, and I'm doing great as well, and we have a big one to get into today. Today was a meaty episode, wouldn't you say? Oh, today was a very meaty episode. It took me like twice as long to go through this episode as the others, and I think I broke the record for longest script that I submitted. Yes, and when I add my stuff, it makes it even longer. So let's just get into uh, the our housekeeping before we get started. So I have a message here from Pokecasters, which if you guys don't remember, is the network we are a part of now. And they are say, we want to announce our next charity event. We'll be raising money for the Pittsburgh Children's Hospital Foundation once again. Join us for a day-long tabletop tournament with some amazing podcasters. Lots of prizes that you can take home. All proceeds help sick children. And this is taking place on December 19th from 10 a.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on their um, Twitch stream. So search Pokecasters on Twitch and you can find it. Uh, we They are being sponsored by Giraffe Dice, which makes amazing custom dice. They just have pre-orders open right now on an Evolution set of dice. So they create... I saw those... Yeah, they they are legit. I'm actually going to I think you can buy them on eBay. He's got an eBay shop. eBay shop? I think he has Etsy maybe. Right. I I saw the eBay shop and was about to order some. Yeah, or just search uh Giraffe Dice on Facebook. You can get to them there, but their dice look amazing. I'm going to have to buy some myself, but they will be doing a Pokémon tabletop role-playing game. I believe they're doing a a type of tournament where the different podcasters will battle against each other. People can donate money to add extra things on the field or to help their favorite podcaster. Be perfectly honest, Tyler and I know nothing about Pokemon tabletop games. We will not be partaking, but I might jump into the stream just to see what it's about that day. All right, and then on to our next bit of news before we get started. I guess not news. I tell you guys this every week, but don't forget... To follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot. You can leave an email at PokemonSnapshot at gmail.com. We have a couple of Twitter comments from Lucas Green. His first one said, Filler episodes in a show that is so inherently episodic always seems a bit weird and hard to define. Like, Challenge of the Samurai feels like a filler episode in a lot of ways, but because Caterpie evolves, it doesn't get classified that way. I I actually absolutely agree with that. It is it is kind of a unique experience in this particular anime. Yeah, and even last week's episode, the the mystery at the lighthouse, is a filler episode by all means. But since Ash catches a Krabby, it can be considered a main series episode because that Krabby is going to come back. Absolutely, and he's going to be a big part of a battle way later down the line of this season. Uh, Lucas also said. I find it interesting that some future-held items seem to be depicted in these early episodes. Black Glasses debuted in Generation 2, which was likely in development when Squirtle Squad came out. 
but the Macho Brace that AJ seems to use didn't debut until Generation 3. And I, I kind of think it would be interesting to see where, you know, the games got ideas from the anime. I, I'm sure that has to happen down the line where they're, the people writing the anime are like, we need to just come up with stories, this is what we're deciding, and then people who develop the games from Game Freak are just like, hey, yeah, let's just add this into the game. Alright, Tyler, so now that we got all that out of the way, are we ready to get into our episode? Oh, I'm ready. I'm absolutely ready. Alright, so as I said at the beginning, this is episode 14, Electric Shock Showdown. In Japanese, it was called Electric Shock Showdown Kuchiba Gem, which I assume is Vermilion City in Japanese. Uh, it aired on July 1st, 1997 in Japan, and on September 25th, 1998 in the United States. So for this episode, I just want to throw out that this is probably one of my favorite ones so far. It's got good action. It's got good dialogue. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the pacing of it. It took me forever to get through it because there was so much interesting stuff going on in it. So uh, buckle your seatbelts. We are in for a shocking ride. But a begin Yes. We begin our episode with the party finally reaching Vermilion City. Thank God that is over. The narrator explains that they have finally arrived after being lost for two weeks. So, it feels like forever. I find it hard to believe that it is only two weeks. Didn't he say it took him a month to, to get to Pewter City? Yeah, it's it definitely feels longer than two weeks, especially watching the episodes at the pace that we do. Like, gosh, we've been on the road to Vermilion City in this podcast even for, what, five or six episodes? Yeah, so a month, month and a half. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long road. The party arrives in Vermilion City. They're covered in dirt, and they begin cheering. Ash jumps up, saying that he is heading straight for the Vermilion City gym. Before he can take off, however, Brock tells him to hold it. They look down and see that Pikachu is exhausted and also covered in dirt. Brock explains that it's likely because they haven't had anything decent to eat in three days. No duh, Brock. I would say that is probably a pretty good hypothesis. If you haven't eaten anything decent in three days, of course, that's probably the problem. Ash then asks Pikachu if he is hungry, and Pikachu's stomach rumbles. Ash laughs nervously and says that he guesses they are all a little hungry. They head to the Pokemon Center, where Ash places Pikachu on the counter and says, I think it's hungry, as if he doesn't already know that this is exactly what the problem is. The nurse picks up Pikachu and says that she will fix him right up, I'm going to assume by actually feeding him. The nurse, who looks and sounds exactly like all of the other nurses, then looks over and sees that the party is bewildered, probably at her appearance, and she says that they must be surprised because she looks like all of the other nurses. She goes on to explain that the other nurses are her cousins and that she thinks she is the prettiest one. Brock agrees. And as a side note, I am surprised that they are surprised by this, since they've already encountered two other identical-looking nurses. I'm really hoping that this doesn't become like a recurring theme that we have to deal with every episode this season. Like, it gets a little old how every single time they walk into Pokemon Center, I'm like, here we go, gotta have the awkward why-do-you-look-exactly-like-your-cousins-and-sister-in-law talking thing again. Yeah, I had the exact same note. I was like, come on, guys, you've been... They've been explained this before by, by both Joy and Jenny. It should become as no surprise here. There's no reason to look this way. I agree, but boy, they were surprised. 
Before the nurse can respond to Brock's flirtations, the door swings open and we see a ratatat, as they called it, being wheeled in on a hospital bed with its trainer yelling that it's been hurt. They run by the nurse's station and Brock says, That ratatat is in rough shape. I wonder what happened. Brock sure is the observant one so far this episode. He's making lots of great uh, comments about things that are exceedingly obvious. I mean, he always does this. He does, but it's really bad this episode. Like, we're just getting started with him. And Jeff, I have to ask you, is this Pokemon not called a Rattata? Like, I have been, have I been pronouncing it wrong all these years due to the way it's spelled, or did the anime actually just mess up this Pokemon's name? Like, they called it a Rattatat. Yeah, and I guess I didn't catch that, but maybe because I just inherently hear Rattata, because yes, it is called a Rattata. I I really didn't catch them calling it a Rattatat. Uh, but this happens all the time during the dub. Sometimes they even get the species wrong. They have called Growlithe Arcanine, and they have called Pidget, Pidgeot Pidgeotto. And I also wanted to mean, mention, because with the Rattata coming in, what is with all these weak Pokemon being used? This is the third gym leader. We should at least see some second evolutions here. Oh, I absolutely agree. I actually thought something similar about how the Pokemon were weak. But yeah, I mean, with the with the name of the Pokemon, I had to like pause and rewind it several times because I was like, surely I'm hearing this wrong. But no, they called it a they called it a Ratatat instead of a Rattata. Yeah, that just must be a dub issue because it it happens every now and then. Yeah, for the sake of my sanity, for the duration of this scene, I'm just going to call it a Rattata because that is what it's called. Sounds good. After the kid, yeah, after the kid and his Rattata run by the nurse, uh, the nurse says that this is the 15th Pokemon brought in this month. She shows a full hospital ward and explains that they have all been coming in after battling Lieutenant Surge, the Vermilion City gym leader. Ash says, whoa, he must be a great trainer, and Misty asks Ash... If he is scared, Ash says, no way. Misty responds by saying, well, you talk big, but when you see how tough it is to get badges, you turn chicken. Maybe you should just quit now. Besides, the badges you do have, you got out of pity. She does have a point there. That is true. Ash responds with, a badge is a badge, which is not true. And Misty flicks him on the nose. Misty tells him to prove how tough he is by going to the Vermilion City gym, and Brock says that by the looks of things, he'll have to be tough to battle Lieutenant Surge. Ash gets nervous briefly and asks Brock if he thinks Lieutenant Surge is really that tough. Misty then responds by saying that both she and Brock gave him badges and will look bad if he gets crushed. Ash responds by saying that she has nothing to worry about besides seeing his incredible strength. At this point, Ash raises his fist to Misty. She kind of grabs it, and the nurse comes in to break them up, reminding them that this is a hospital. She then says that if two people fight, they must really care about each other, and Ash and Misty say in unison, Me care about him, her. The, they shrug and look away. The nurse actually then giggles at them over this exchange. Yeah, and this is the second time they have gotten in trouble for trying to cause a fight in a Pokemon Center. And both times the Nurse Joy has had to step in. I just wanted to make that note there because I find it interesting. They're always causing fights. Poor Nurse Joy having to put up with their with their bull honky every time they roll into shop trying to pick fights with people and, you know, sometimes completely destroying the place. 
And also, I have a few other comments about this exchange. First, Misty is talking a lot of unwarranted shade here. I'm not usually one to defend Ash, but Ash did technically get given his badge by her, but he had her thoroughly beat before Team Rocket interrupted the match. Misty really has no room to talk here. Like, she was, she was good and beat by the time they broke in. Yeah, he also saved the entire gem from Team Rocket, so I think it was at least deserved in this case. Yeah, that's the one badge I'll give you, Ash. That's the one badge. The, the one with Brock, not so much. Secondly, there goes Pokemon again with its terrible lessons on what a healthy relationship looks like. Sure, it's normal to argue occasionally if you're in a relationship, but I don't think it's necessarily a sign that someone loves you if you're constantly arguing. And this is reminding me a lot of the unhealthy relationship advice that Pokemon was dishing out in that episode with the kid who was literally bullwhipping his Pokemon. Yeah, and you have to really look at the time this was recorded because this was a pretty common occurrence. Like, this is based off of the age-old story from when we were younger where they said, you know, if a boy is picking on a girl, it really means he likes her. Oh, I remember that. I got that advice from my mother and, and spouted it off to a girl who was picking on me at school. As it turns out, she did not actually like me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just think of another cartoon from our childhood. Think of Hey Arnold, how bad Helga picked on Arnold, but then right? she had like that creepy shrine dedicated to him. So I guess unhealthy relationship advice is just a thing of the late 90s that we're going to have to deal with. Yeah, 90s in general. Hey Arnold was more of a mid, early to mid 90s, so you have that. Was it? Yeah. I don't know if it was necessarily early 90s. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to look that up because now I'm curious. But you yeah. keep talking, I'll look it up. All right. So, just then, a beeper goes off in the other room. The nurse explains that this means that their Pokemon is recovered. We then look over to see Pikachu happy and clean while eating what appears to be an apple. Who knew that by simply feeding him, he would get better? I'm, I'm almost wondering if the Pokemon Center wasn't a bit overkill. They must not be in an American healthcare system type of thing, because there is no way in heck I would bring something to the hospital when I just had to feed it. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not dropping $5,000 to feed you. We're going to go to, you know, Village Inn or something. Ash gets excited and goes up to Pikachu, telling him, I hope you are full because we have to win big at that gym today. Let's go win a badge. Just then, a Pidgey. I put a Pidgey, but I don't know if it was a Pidgeotto or not. They just It just, like, scooted by. It, it was a Pidgey. You put Pidgeotto, and I corrected you in your script. Okay. Well, it was just pushed by real quick. But anyway, a Pidgey is rushed by on a hospital bed, and Misty says that they must have just come from the gym. Pikachu understandably freaks out, and Ash says, Don't be a coward. Wow, Ash. This is big talk coming from a guy who has absolutely no risk of being injured himself from going into this gym battle, unless, of course, the gym leader tries to kill him at the beginning like Brock did. Yeah, and just so everyone knows, Hey Arnold's first episode aired on July 10th, 1996. So I guess not early 90s, but it was definitely mid-90s. Right, I, I knew it was a late 90s thing because it was on about the same time as like the later seasons of Rugrats and, and all that. Yeah, it aired all the way to 2004. That's actually surprising. I never would have guessed that. Yeah. I would have guessed it ended in the late 90s or something. Huh. The more you know, you learn so much on this podcast. But about, you know, um, what you were just talking about, I go, this is where you really dive deep into the premise of Pokemon. You catch these monsters and force them to fight for you. The trainer is not at risk, and Pokemon are just expected to join their trainers and fight for them. Yeah, it's kind of a messed up system if you really think about it. And of course, we have to add the caveat, caveat, 
I don't even know how to say that still, uh, that uh, Brock does, in fact, try to kill the trainers when they come in his gym. Maybe it's the great equalizer for him. He's, like, you know, sticking it to the man. Like, hey, you're going to come here and battle your Pokemon? You're going to have to dodge my, you know, traps first. Yeah, and, you know, right now Ash just has his Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Pidgeotto, Butterfree, and Pikachu, and his Krabby. But trainers, just imagine trainers going around catching these huge monsters, you know. Right. Or like an Onyx. You catch this giant Onyx, and what's stopping that Onyx from just crushing you? But no, it has to obey its new master. I know, it's really messed up when you think about it. Let's not look too deep into that aspect of things. This already gets kind of dark. Let's, right. let's not go into the whole, like, enslaved fight pits thing. Pikachu asks Ash if he even cares if he ends up like that Pidgey there. Ash thinks for a moment and then says that he won't end up like the Pidgey because he will win. And by the way, when I said that Pikachu explains this, he just goes, Pikachu, Pikachu. And Ash, somehow, this episode seems to understand Pikachu a lot better. Probably from being lost in the woods with him for two weeks. <laughs> Ash tells Pikachu not to be a scaredy cat and grabs his hand, only for Pikachu to shock him, which was warranted. Misty says, with the way they fight, they must really care a lot. Yeah, harken back to the last thing about girls and guys fighting, and that means they really like each other. Uh, Ash was pulling on Pikachu like he did before. Remember when he was literally grabbing Pikachu and yanking him by his tail? Yeah. Pikachu, like, about these monsters having to follow their trainers. Pikachu takes a lot of abuse from his trainer. He really does. I feel bad for the little guy. He doesn't deserve Ash. No, definitely not. We then flash to the outside of the Vermilion City Gym. It is a large, imposing building with lightning bolt decor over the door. Ash says, so this is the Vermilion City Gym, and Misty responds by harassing Ash and saying that he can still back out if he wants to. Ash, however, still seems confident in winning this thing. Ash walks in and sees two tough-looking people. They're like, you know, the stereotypical enemy bodyguards. It's a dude and a, a dude and a, and a lady. And he says that he is here to get his Thunder Badge. One of them goes, hey boss, another victim for the emergency room. And out steps this huge 80s, 80s action movie looking dude, complete with dog tags and unbuttoned combat shirt. And this dude's just ripped. And spiky blonde hair, which is fitting for an electric-type gym leader. And there is absolutely no way that this guy doesn't exist off protein shakes and bad and, and bang energy drinks while driving around town in his Hummer. Like, that is the vibe I get from this guy. I mean, I don't think he drinks bang. He probably drinks balls. Uh, could you elaborate on that there, Jeff? Have you never heard of balls energy drink? No, uh, no, I haven't. No? Okay, well... Look it up. It's a real thing. I was not making an innuendo. Okay. Well, all right. I'll I'll uh take your word for that. It's it is spelled B A W L S. Oh, all right. I mean, I'll, we'll yeah, we'll go with that. Uh anyway, the reason I picked Bang Energy Drink is because it's that like veteran-owned energy drink company and it's got like the the Target and the B for Bang and a, and a lot of veterans that I know drink it. And so I'm like, yeah, this guy's got the dog tags and the military fatigues. He's definitely drinking bang, you know, as he's driving around in his Hummer. I went with balls because it's the one that, you know, is supposed to be, you know, inappropriate, but it really isn't because he's compensating for something. Ah, so you did have an ulterior motive to picking balls energy drink. My gosh, Jeff, this is a, this is a PG podcast. 
And I just want to say nothing against energy drinks here. They are how I get my daily morning caffeine since I don't like coffee. So Right. So it's just we're we're not judging you if you drink energy drinks. It's just maybe if you're drinking those two energy drinks. Yeah. Absolutely. Lieutenant Surge then steps forward and gives Misty a hug, saying that his next challenger is a cute one and that he won't go easy on her. Misty seems flattered and explains that she isn't the challenger. Ash steps up and says it is him who is the challenger. So you and I kind of were texting about this before we recorded, and I found this creepy, and I think that maybe Sir, as I said earlier, Sir, just compensating for something. He's a grown man, and he just automatically calls this 10-year-old girl cute and hugs her. And see, Jeff and I were arguing about this over text message because I did not get the same kind of creepy vibe from this exchange. Like, it was more like, a, oh, you're a cute one, and gave her a hug, like, you know, as an adult would do to a kid, like a little kid, like, oh, you're cute, like, almost in, an ins almost in a patronizing way, like, you're cute, but I'm going to destroy you, kind of thing. Like, that. that's kind of what I got. I see that, but not when... She doesn't have any adults with her. You don't just go around hugging random 10-year-olds. In fairness, this is a different world with different rules. There would be no adults with her because it is very regular and normal to send the kids out this age on their own. So let's not let's not forget that. Uh, you know, I personally am not going around calling little kids cute and hugging them. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't get a cute I just didn't get a weird vibe from it. If he had been like some old lady named Mildred, nobody would have batted an eye at this exchange. Like it didn't have that creepy undertone. It didn't have that, wow, I bet Lieutenant Surge can't go within 40 feet of a school type of thing going on with it. You know what I'm saying? But I guess Jeff and I are just gonna have to disagree on this one and, and move on with our day. Yes, for sure. Lieutenant Surge then says then steps up to Ash, so after Ash basically chimes in and says that he is there to challenge Lieutenant Surge, he goes, okay, baby, and Ash gets upset, and he, that he, and basically says that he isn't a baby, but the gym leader, or Lieutenant Surge, retorts with explaining that he calls everyone that loses to him baby, which is awkward. Lieutenant Surge then looks down and sees Pikachu. He begins laughing and says that the baby brought a baby Pokemon with him. Ah ha ha, school, little, little school school kid insults going on here ash then ash asks why he is laughing at pikachu and says that he will show him he throws out a pokeball and we see raichu and i was very excited to see raichu i did not remember the plot of this episode but as a side note raichu was actually my original favorite pokemon before i caught on to charizard um because it looked like a much cooler version of pikachu also just my luck i got a raichu in those sweet pokemon burger king uh, Happy Meal Toys things that came out in the late 90s and it like lit up and everything and it came in that little plastic Pokemon ball. Those things were legit. Yeah, I remember those for sure. I also, do you remember the gold Pokemon cards they handed out with them? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think you had to pay extra for the gold Pokemon card, didn't you? I think so. It was like $5. My parents got me at least one. I wish I still had them. I have looked them up on eBay, and I'm not willing to pay those prices. Maybe one day my parents will clean out their crawl space and find them hidden down there or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure mine are still at my parents' house, buried somewhere in my belongings as well. I definitely need to find that bad boy. Uh, but speaking of eBay, it was either last episode or the episode before we mentioned wanting to look up those Neoway coins that we've been talking about. Right. And Tyler and I both right. did, and... 
One, as you mentioned, Neoway has some of the coolest collector's coins. Right, they do. Like, if I was a coin collector, I would always be checking Neoway. They bring out promotional coins for everything. And two, those Pokemon coins, yeah, all we could find was a Pikachu coin that was going for like $350. Yeah, so it is not Jeff and Tyler buyer-friendly uh, right now to get the Neoway Pokemon coins. Someday, Jeff. Someday. But if you want to get them for us, we'll we'll open a P.O. box just to send them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jeff Jeff begging for handouts already. Gosh, Jeff, have some have some uh respect for yourself. My gosh. Ash then pulls out his Pokedex upon seeing this Raichu, and it explains that it is a mouse Pokemon that evolves from Pikachu. It also shocks with more than 100,000 volts, enough to render a Dragonite unconscious. But Tyler, no one has ever heard of a Dragonite before. There is only one of its species. I actually was thinking that, of making that exact same comment, but I figured I'd let you have it. Like, seriously, like, literally just the last episode, we were talking about this mythical Pokemon that's, like, floating around in the ocean, and it's the last one, and then this episode, they're like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Dragonite, he's a thing now. Maybe that's why there's no more Dragonites, all the Raichus are making them unconscious. That's probably true. Ash and Pikachu both stare menacingly at the Raichu, and Lieutenant Surge gives them a chance to back down. They both decline. Lieutenant Surge then criticizes Ash, saying that any good trainer tries to get their Pokemon to evolve as fast as possible. Ash says that there is more to raising Pokemon than just forcing them to evolve, and that he likes Pikachu the way he is. The two henchmen laugh at him, like, ha ha ha! Lieutenant Surge says, wrong, baby, and explains that electric Pokemon are only good when they evolve so that they learn all their electric attacks, and that Pikachu is basically just a pet. Pikachu gets angry, and lightning starts to emanate from his cheeks. Pikachu is ready to go. Them's his fighting words to old Pikachu here. Like, Pikachu hasn't really been into a lot of the battles up till now. This one's personal. As this is happening, Misty looks over at Brock and asks if Pikachu can beat Raichu. Brock, always the optimist, says that he doubts it since Raichu knows all of the electric attacks. Lieutenant Surge continues taunting them and Pikachu gets really fired up. He's ready for battle. Ash tells Pikachu that he is counting on him and Lieutenant Surge says, Oh well, I guess you'll learn that playing with the big boys can be a shocking experience. <laughs> Get it? Because it's an electric type gym and like battle all right the two then head over to the pokemon battle arena and line up ready to go the announcer says that each challenger may only use one pokemon and that lieutenant surge will use raichu and ash will use pikachu the battle begins ash has pikachu start off with a thundershock it is not effective and ash seems shocked for some reason sorry i had to throw that in there ash was shocked that it didn't work Raichu then does a much more powerful Thundershock, and it is effective. It knocks Pikachu to the ground, and he lies there in pain. Brock pleads with Ash to pull Pikachu at, at, back in, because this is a mismatch. Ash reluctantly asks Pikachu to return, but Pikachu gets up and is still ready to go, since he is, like, angry and fired up. And this is the point where I realize that both Ash and Pikachu have a lot of the same traits. I mean, they are both very bullheaded and will not take no for an answer. That's absolutely true. Pikachu then lunges at Raichu, and Lieutenant Surge laughs and says, It's pretty gutsy for a toy. 
And then he responds by saying, I enjoy playing with toys, but playtime is over. He's got a lot of good lines in this. Raichu then mega punches Pikachu out of the air and then mega kicks him as he's flying back. Pikachu is knocked to the ground again and it seems about ready to pass out. And this brought back a flashback. I I remember back when I was playing Pokemon Blue or it might have even been Yellow version and you know you get to Lieutenant Surge's Raichu and it has mega kick and mega punch in the games as well. So I walked in all cocky with my Graveler, and there it do- goes and gets destroyed by Raichu because rock Pokemon are weak against fighting attacks. It's been so long that I probably made the same mistake. Like, one would think logically that a rock type would be pretty strong against these types of physical attacks, but that is definitely not the case. Just then, we see Team Rocket peering through the window of the gym. They comment on how on how Pikachu is getting pounded and how Raichu is really strong. They decide that if Pikachu loses, they have been wasting their time with Pikachu and they should steal the Raichu instead. Actually, what I think happened is, you know, Jesse and James are like, well, should we go for Raichu? They're like, no, we're still going for Pikachu. Then Meowth suggests that they should steal Raichu. And then Jesse and James beat him up for it. I mean, it was a good idea. I don't know why they would be mad about a good idea like that. There's not a lot of logic in Team Rocket, so we're just going to go with it. I'd have to rewatch that scene to analyze it. We then flash back to the battle arena where Lieutenant Surge has Raichu do a large thundershock that blasts Pikachu. This ends the battle. That sound that Pikachu made when he got hit was horrible. I mean, it sounded like he was dying. It made you really feel for Pikachu. Oh, I felt for Pikachu since the very first episode when he got sent with with Ash on this, like, just disastrous journey. Yeah, and as he gets hit with this Thundershock, the screen fades away because that is going to bring us to our our Who's That Pokemon segment. Who's That Pokemon? So, the Who's That Pokemon for this week is Raichu. And Raichu's Japanese name is also Raichu. So, some basic information about Raichu. He is number 26 in the Pokedex. He, his type is electric in his original form, but in Alolan, he has an Alolan form, which is electric and psychic. Uh, he is 2'7 regularly and 2'4 in Alola. He weighs 66.1 pounds regularly and 46.3 pounds in Alola. And he is known as the Mouse Pokemon, and he does not evolve. He is a final evolution. Uh, Raichu's name origin. Raichu is a combination of Rai, which means thunder, and Choo-Choo, the sound of a squeaking, so the sound of a mouse. Uh, What is Raichu based off of? Raichu's legs and long tail resembles those of a Jerboa or Kangaroo rat. Uh, Alolan Raichu is likely based on the concept of surfing Pikachu and the sport of surfing itself, which originated in Hawaii, the inspiration for the Alola region from which Alolan Raichu originates. Its design appears to have been influenced by Puka, a surfing Pikachu that appeared in the anime, we will get to that one next year, and had psychic powers and blue eyes. In the Pokemon Stadium series, Raichu actually rides on its tail when it's using the move Surf. Uh, Raichu's biology. Raichu is a bipedal rodent-like Pokemon. Raichu is covered in dark orange fur with a white belly. Its bif- bifurcated ears are brown on the outside, yellow on the inside, and end in a distinctive curl. 
There is a circular yellow marking on each cheek where its electric sacs are, and it has a triangular dark brown nose. Its arms and feet have patches of brown fur at the end, and the soles of its long feet are tan with circular orange pad in the center. On, on its back are two horizontal brown stripes. Its long thin tail has a lightning bolt shaped end. This lightning bolt is chipped, is chipped on females. Raichu exudes a weak electrical charge from all of its body and glows slightly in the dark. Which, that would be cool. Use Raichu as a nightlight. Also, hearkening back to what I said before about the Burger King uh, Raichu toy, it glowed. Yeah. It had a, it had a light on it. Yep. Uh, in Alola, Raichu has a lighter coloring and more rounded features. Its eyes are blue with yellow half circles along the bottom. It has large yellow ears with an inner spiral towards the base and brown on the inside. These ears are thicker and less pointed than a standard Raichu's ear. In addition to its white belly, Alolan Raichu has white markings on its paws with bright yellow lines between its digits. The stripes on its back have also turned white and there is a small white circular marking on each heel. The lightning bolt shaped tip of its tail has rounded edges. By collecting its psychic power in its tail, it is able to ride it like a surfboard and float in the air. While its cheek sacs are still used to store electricity, rubbing them releases a sweet aroma while also getting a light shock. This is also thought to be connected to its psychic abilities. Some Pokedex entries about Raichu. Red and Blue states, Its long tail serves as a ground to protect itself from its own high voltage power. We will kind of see that later on in the episode, won't we, Tyler? Yes, but no spoilers, Spoiler King. I'm not going to spoil this. Uh, Pokemon Gold says, when its electricity builds, its muscles are stimulated and it becomes more aggressive than usual. Pokemon Crystal says, if an electric pouch is run empty, it raises its tail to gather electricity from the atmosphere. Pokemon Fire Red states, its electric charges can reach even 100,000 volts, just like the anime said. Careless contact can cause even an Indian elephant to faint. So it's kind of interesting that they just went with an Indian elephant and not just any type of Pokemon. I was going to say, they should have gone with Dragonite since, you know, they mentioned that earlier in the episode. Yeah, and that definitely came before Fire Red. Uh, and here's a couple of his Alolan Pokedex entries. Pokemon Moon Alolan version says, It uses psychokinesis to control electricity. It hops aboard its own tail using psychic power to lift the tail and move about while riding it. And then Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee Alolan Pokedex entry says, It loves pancakes prepared with a secret Alolan recipe. Some wonder whether the recipe holds the key to this Pokemon's evolution. So, I'm gonna guess not. Um, I didn't put it here, but yeah, Alolan Raichu, I guess, is supposed to smell like pancakes. That's really weird. I mean, I wouldn't complain if I had an animal that just smelled like pancakes. Definitely better than an animal that smells like crepes. <laughs> Alright. Uh, a couple trivia about Raichu. Uh, no other Pokemon has the same type combination as Alolan Raichu, so it's the only electric psychic type, which is really surprising. And then, I thought this was interesting. In Pokemon Red and Blue, there is a scientist at the Pokemon Lab in Cinnabar Island who will trade a Raichu for an Electrode. If the player talks to him after the trade, he will mention that the Raichu evolved, which is not possible. This mistake was due to an original translation of the script of the Japanese Blue, in which the person gave them a Graveler for a Kadabra. 
rather than that of Pokemon Red and Green. That error was corrected in Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green as the script was retranslated. So, because if you trade a Graveler, he evolves into Golem, but since they switched it to a Raichu, the line made no sense. Right. Chew. I made a joke there. Oh, that was so painful. Like, I literally felt a pop in, like, the back of my head just then <laughs> when you made that joke. Like, it was so bad. All right. And that's our Who's That Pokemon segment. Who's That Pokemon? Now that the battle is over at the Vermilion City Gym and Pikachu has been thoroughly dealt with, we flash to the Pokemon Center where Pikachu wakes up in a hospital bed. Brock says Pikachu got hurt really badly, duh, and Ash says that he knows. Brock then clarifies that it was Pikachu's spirit that was hurt since he got completely overpowered by that Raichu. Thank you, Brock, for your awesome assessment of the situation yet again this episode. Ash says that they will try harder and win next time. Pikachu just has to try harder. Misty responds that Pikachu did try its hardest already. What kind of a terrible thing to say, Ash? Like, you didn't, you didn't, you, I didn't see you go out there and get your butt kicked in front of everybody. Like, I thought that, you know, it was just ridiculous. It made me mad. Uh, and also, and also, I didn't see, you know, you know, I thought that it would definitely do some good if Ash were to get his butt kicked. Like, it would have been nice if, like, you know, after Pikachu got its butt kicked, you know, Lieutenant Surge could have slapped Ash around a little bit and, like, knocked him down a peg. You never know. I shouldn't be advocating for violence against children, though, I guess. That got me in trouble on the last podcast I co-hosted. <laughs> Just then, the nurse walks in and says that she may know a way that they can beat Lieutenant Surge. Ash asks how, and the nurse presents Ash with a Thunderstone. Pikachu needs this to evolve into Raichu. Ash picks it up, and Misty explains that he should consider this carefully, because he will never be the same again if he evolves. Ash considered it, considers it and says that if he evolves Pikachu just to win, he is no better than Surge. He then looks at Pikachu and asks him to choose whether or not he wants to evolve. As Pikachu considers this, we see Team Rocket and the, Poke and the Pokemon Center peering through the window. They state that if Pikachu decides to evolve, it will become even stronger. We then flash back to the room where Pikachu grabs the Thunderstone and throws it. Pikachu begins to wildly say Pikachu, Pikachu over and over again. And we flash back out to Team Rocket where Meowth is crying saying that Pikachu is so brave. Jesse asks what it is saying and, Meow and Meowth explains that Pikachu is saying that it wants to beat Raichu just the way that he is. And the name of all Pikachu. James also begins crying and says that it's so beautiful. This was a very moving speech. It was very moving. I felt it. We then flash back into the room where Ash grabs Pikachu's hand and says that together they will beat Lieutenant Surge. Misty says that he is crazy and Brock says he should consider using one of his other Pokemon, but Ash doesn't listen to either of them in typical fashion and says that they will find a way to win because it isn't impossible. Pikachu agrees and says that it will defend its honor and defeat Raichu. Ash asks Pikachu if it's all charged up and ready to go, but Pikachu then, of course, passes right back out. The nurse explains that Pikachu needs more time to recover all of its stamina. And this is a good time to note that the Thunderstone that Ash receives actually makes another appearance. It shows up 523 episodes later when Team Rocket steals it and makes you wonder if he kept it trying to decide all the time if he is going to make Pikachu evolve or not. Yeah, like every time he's about to get his butt kicked, he's like, mm, I could just slap this uh, Thunderstone in here and fix this problem right up real quick. 
We then see the party waiting in the waiting room of the Pokemon Center. Misty grabs a drink from the vending machine and says that she is really nervous. Ash chastises her, asking why she decided to care about him all of a sudden, and Misty says she isn't worried about him, she's worried about Pikachu. And I've noticed this about Ash. He has a really hard time seeing things as not being about him. Like, she's like, I'm really worried, and he just assumes it's about him. No, we're not worried about you, Ash. You're not the one that's going to go battle this dangerous Raichu. I guess that's what happens when you're an only child. Yeah, that's probably true. Brock then jumps in and reminds Ash that Surge had said that he had made his Raichu evolve as soon as he got it, and that this mun- um, that there and that this must mean that there really is a way to beat it. We then skip some time and see Ash and Pikachu emerging from the Pokemon Center. So Pikachu's good. Pikachu seems really determined. Ash asks Pikachu. Ash says, "Pikachu, our lucky star is shining today." And Misty asks where it is. Ash says, "It's not actually shining," and gets upset. Brock says that it seems that they are really determined to win today. And here we go again, Misty being a blonde, a stereotype of a blonde, and Brock pointing out things that are exceedingly obvious. Thank you, Brock. Thank you, Misty, for uh, continuing on these character traits that uh, I think are kind of dumb, but whatever. They all begin walking towards the Vermilion City Gym. I just want to take a moment to say I loved how they incorporated the music from the games into this scene as he is walking towards the battle with the Lieutenant Surge. It was the perfect, like, background sound as as he's, like, walking triumphantly. Right, I noticed that as well. It, it was really cool. Just then, they are stopped by a group as they're walking to the Vermilion City gym, I should say. They are stopped by a group that is obviously Team Rocket in disguise. And I put here, how do they not recognize them? But I think they actually did. They just didn't say till the end. Yeah, they recognized him. I was going to comment on that. They begin to do their little poem thing, and Meowth swats them because they are not supposed to do that right now. Meowth explains that they are Ash's cheerleaders and are here to show support for the brave Pikachu and Ash. Meowth says that they are ready to cheer, to offer a cheer, and they begin to awkwardly do this, like, cheer thing where they're like, go, Pikachu, and like, yada, yada, yada. After they're done with this, they run away, and Brock says that was really disturbing. (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious, even though it was another exceedingly obvious thing that he said. Misty yells at them and says, Bye, Team Rocket! And James is surprised that they knew who they were, and Jesse says that it was a lucky guess. I am not sure... I am not at all sure at this point what the point of this entire exchange was. Like, it was just weird. Like, they ran up, in a disguise, did a little cheer, and then ran away. I tried to figure it out, and I think it was a show that Team Rocket is actually supporting Ash in this fight. If Pikachu gets beaten, then they will have been wasting all this time trying to catch him because he's not as strong as they thought he was, so they want Pikachu to stay strong to kind of give them a reason to keep going on with what they're trying to do. Uh, Also, a little bit of trivia here. Uh, Team Rocket's disguise is a reference to the gag manga series IA Flower Cheering Team, Jesse even does the main character's pose when she sticks her tongue out. Interesting. I never would have picked up on that. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Me neither. We then flash to the gym where Ash and Lieutenant Surge are lined up and ready for their rematch. Surge asks if Ash is ready for another beating and makes a comment about how Ash hasn't even made his Pikachu evolve yet. Ash says he will show him. The battle begins. 
Ash tells Pikachu to use the strategy that they planned, and Lieutenant Surge has right to jump in and begin whipping Pikachu with its tail. We see Team Rocket looking through the window, actually cheering for Pikachu, and James wonders if they did the wrong kind of cheer before, since Pikachu is now getting beat. Lieutenant Surge then has Raichu use a body slam, and it slams down on Pikachu. Pikachu cries out in pain. This is not going well. Raichu then attempts another body slam, and just then, Pikachu jumps up and dodges it. Pikachu uses agility as Raichu uses another body slam. We then begin this, like, epic sequence of Pikachu repeatedly dodging body slam attacks, and Misty tells Brock that his strategy is working. Brock explains that since Raichu evolved too quickly, it never learned the speed attacks it can only learn while as a Pikachu. Which was a brilliant plan, Brock. Holy cow, I'm, like, impressed by this. Pikachu continues to use agility and run in circles around Raichu. Raichu gets dizzy and Ash tells Surge that his Raichu is too slow and that is its weakness. And I just wanted to note when this scene happens in the Japanese version, Lieutenant Surge actually says some English curse words here. What, what are the curse words? It didn't, the word? it didn't tell me. I'm going to guess S maybe. Uh, it was either the S word or the F word. I'm going to vote for the F word. He's probably like F word, F word, F word. <laughs> <laughs> Raichu then attempts a thunderbolt that is super powerful like he really charges this bad boy up and and, and it like explodes in the arena it actually cracks the battle arena floor and blows out all the windows as the smoke clears we see that Pikachu has used its tail as a ground ha hearkening back to what we said during the who's that Pokemon yep. segment and has successfully avoided this electric shock we flash to the outside where Jesse says, what a shocking story. And James holds up a coughing and says, that was quite a tale. Ha <laughs> ha. Meowth gets upset and hits them both, saying that they have been pun-ished. And as usual, this is another untranslatable pun in the Japanese version. Like, James holding up his coughing makes no sense. Right, it definitely did not make yeah, sense. And I'm really glad you put in there that's what he was doing, because I, I assumed you were just going to skip it because it made no sense. Right. So, in the original version, Jesse mentions how Pikachu used his tail as an Asu, which it means ground. Then James holds up coughing and goes Dogasu, which is coughing. <laughs> so that explains why he's holding his coughing and then Meowth then hits and scolds them for not taking them seriously I mean I feel like they they did a decent job covering this one at least other than the fact that James was awkwardly holding up coughing yeah uh, but, but I mean you know it worked you couldn't do anything with the coughing so absolutely Back in the arena, Raichu seems exhausted and then goes to use another Thunderbolt, but Raichu can't, and Brock says that it's over because Raichu has run out of electricity. Pikachu then uses a quick attack as Raichu uses a takedown. Pikachu's attack is successful and knocks out Raichu. The match is over, and Ash has successfully won the match. Ding, 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 ding. Holy cow, Ash just, like, legit defeated a Pokemon trainer and legit earned a badge. I'm proud of you, little guy. You, you did it. You go, Ash. I didn't think you'd do it, but you did it. I thought for sure, like, some way someone was going to end up having to give him this badge, too. <laughs> so I'm kind of proud of this. Surge shakes Ash's hand and congratulates him. He hands Ash a Thunder Badge as proof of his victory. Ash accepts and admires the badge. Surge tells him that he should be proud because he and Pikachu fought good together. 
everyone starts clapping. It's like, you know, every fake story that never happened ever that ends with people clapping for you. Like, my daughter uh, told this really amazing story that was really thoughtful and insightful, and she's three, and then everybody clapped, kind of a thing. Uh, and, and honestly, if I hadn't seen this episode, um, I probably would have also thought that this was some wild tale that just ended with somebody clapping for him. Uh, but no, it's true, it happened, and people were literally clapping for him. Misty says to Ash, Good job, Ash. You finally got your own badge. Which, in all actuality, he wouldn't have been able to do if it weren't for Brock's strategy. I'm just throwing that out there. Like, there is no way Ash would have come up with that plan without Brock. Let's be honest with ourselves. Ash thanks Pikachu, and Pikachu gives him a love shock. And Ash says that he can now see lucky stars. And so they're, like, hugging each other, and, like, Pikachu's doing this weird, like this like weird shocking thing and they're like eh, like hugging each other and embracing and everyone laughs and honestly i was a little weirded out by this entire thing <laughs> i completely forgot about that scene and i'm like what is going on here yeah it's weird i was kind of hoping that like you would chime in you know when we talked about this and you'd be like oh yeah this was some ed- uneditable thing with the dub and they it was just really weird and they couldn't translate it but no it was just weird <laughs> just weird this is just weird We then flash a Team Rocket walking down the road as the sun set, saying that they admire Pikachu and that they will someday have it. To be continued comes across the screen as James says that they wasted this episode cheering for the good guys. Little fourth wall broken there. I know, right? But yeah, as you said, you really liked this episode and I really liked this episode as well. It was great. Ash finally won his gym battle all on his own right absolutely it had some awesome it had some awesome battle scenes it had good pacing it had good dialogue it took forever to get through because of all the good dialogue like it, it was definitely much more superior than the last episode yeah and the characters were all great i mean team i like that they just decided to put team rocket off to the side because i think adding them in would have just made the story way more convoluted than it already was and that's was kind of the issue they had with the other two gym battles. Absolutely. Like, Team Rocket, basically... I mean, especially the water the water gym badge uh, battle. I mean, they totally screwed that one up. Yeah, so... If you want to tell us what you thought of the episode, please make sure to tweet us at Pokemon Snapshot or give us an email at... at the Pokemon Snapshot at gmail.com. But, Tyler, that's the end of our episode. And again, it was another good one, as we said. So join us next week, and we will be watching episode 15, Battle Aboard the St. Anne. I love this episode. I'm excited.